Hello, and uh, welcome to the Delicious Recipe here on UPRN. If you want to watch along, you can check us out on uh, YouTube. It's uh, UFO Extraterrestrials and Gods and uh, UFL Paranormal Radio. UFO Paranormal Radio, it's done twice. And then any other UPRN uh, station or United Public Radio station that's on all the many, many platforms are, that are out there. And uh, tonight we're back in here with... Uh, Tom Riley and uh, Laura Lee will give them the second here. And then uh, this is part three of uh, we're going through the Da Vinci Code and other hidden stuff that's out there. And uh, I just want to welcome you all. Say hi, Laura Lee. Hi, Laura Lee. Hi, Laura Lee. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I'm from and the Angel Rock on Monday nights. We are all three of us are doing this series with Tom because there is so much to talk about it. Right, Tom? Absolutely, yeah, yeah, and and again, we're all amateurs in the field, so um, we're, we're, you know, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, and Tom Riley. Hi, Tom Riley. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm in Ireland at the moment. By the way, can I digress very, very, um, uh, on a very interesting tangent, Dell, just for a quick second? You bet. To, thank you. Today, you come to us today, um, uh, on a day when the whole country is um totally agog at a ufo there has oh. been a, a there has been a thousand reports of mm. uh, sightings there have been films wow. taken on phone um of an object that screamed through the sky last night it was visible for about 30 to 40 seconds yeah and different colors and different interpretations and it's also was also visible in britain was visible wow. in ireland and today, and trust me, if you Google this, you'll see the images. I forgot to mention this earlier. I think um, the ETs are coming for the Queen's funeral. That's ah. what I was just going to say. They're coming for the Queen because the Queen <laughs> left Scotland and yeah. go back to, back home to Westminster Abbey for the funeral. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, just you, you'll see this image and a lot of people are scared of it. Uh, they're saying, of course, it could be space debris or a meteorite or something. Mm -hmm. But uh, anyway, I thought, I thought that was just an interesting. I'm well, glad oh. you brought that up because I got to go check that out. I haven't been online at all. Mm -hmm. Well, that's sort of interesting there because they always said that uh, uh, the royal family blue bloods and that she was probably a lizard and that uh, the, the lizard aliens and stuff like that. And so maybe yeah, they came David to Ike, collect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they came to collect her. Yeah, <laughs> repurpose her body again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's a possibility. Sorry, I, I digressed. <laughs> well, that's no, sort of funny in, in a way cool. there too. Is is because uh, they're talking about now is uh, with this agenda twenty thirty stuff. They're about uh, giving people eating bugs and stuff like that, right? And getting rid of meat. And mm. uh, what do what do what do lizards eat? They eat bugs, right? So yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, this is yeah. this goes it's into a fun part of a different part of conspiracy. Or but. Men in Black, <laughs> one of the one of the one of the um, aliens was made up of bugs. So there you go. No, that, oh, yeah, that, was, yeah. that was the movie. Yeah, the movie Men in Black. Yeah, yeah. with yeah. Will Smith after he uh, <laughs> before the he slap. stopped Chris Rock. Before slap around the, the world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, just thought you'd be interested to know that that that's happened. That's well, cool. That's, I'm gonna check that out. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a, this is anyways. The name of this episode is uh, T for three, and this is part three, and uh, we're back in here. So, Tom, hit her yeah. off. Okay. So we spoke about uh, various aspects of this whole Da Vinci got the real Da Vinci Code, yeah. uh, not the uh, the movie or the book. 
Um, but the meanings behind various coded messages that are, um, in fact, we didn't even mention Da Vinci himself because he is allegedly uh, one of the grand masters of the Priory of Sion, who, um, in all the cats, I'm just going to look down because this is the potentially the most explosive secret of all time. That's actually what we're discussing here. Mm -hmm. um, and it's to do with uh, Christianity and what they've told us and what they haven't told us and maybe stuff that's uh, out there that's, you know, well, an alternative interpretation of, of the whole Christianity story and whether or not, um, you know, Jesus and Mary Magdalene had children and the bloodline came down through the Merovingian kings and ended up um, being real and being... Um, you know, there might be somebody walking around today who has Jesus's blood. Okay, now uh, with the Priory, priory of Sion, Sion there anyways, is that uh, the way it was uh, interpreted in the movie was that they were a secret, uh, I guess, assassination or whatever, or their secret... Uh, keeper, keepers of, of the, the secret. Right, but they were also like a... Protectors a very, of the bloodline. Correct, mm. that, that too. But the thing was, was that they were uh, an arm of the Catholic Church that would go and so if anybody got too close to the secret they were like the the assassination corps that to go out anyways that's what they did in the movie but uh, there's a part of it there because they mentioned different secret sects of uh religion yeah. that are uh these uh protectors and it will do anything to, to protect the secret yeah i was just going to add one thing with the secret uh i wasn't looking for this this came up last week I meant to, I should have sent it to you, Tom. I think I sent it to Dell, or we talked about it at least, mm -hmm. that they went through all the ages right back to before Constantine, and they marked when all of, like, the Virgin Mary story started, apparently, ah, when yeah. priests could, they decided that priests had to be celibate. They went mm. through the whole religious order of exactly what time period of time, like what year, it was, um, and it was quite interesting. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, I think the Council of Nicaea was in the fourth century. That's where it came from. That's where it came yeah. from, actually. Yeah. Council yeah, of yeah, Nicaea. yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. you know, uh, whatever, three hundred odd years after Jesus has died, and it's Constantine's attempt to just have one religion and right. one Christianity and one. You know, so, so, and if you weren't in, effectively, you were killed. <laughs> yeah. The well, that, that was. Things. That, that was the whole thing about uh, the, the saying is Rome never fell, right? Rome yeah. just became the Catholic Church. That's right. And, yeah. and it, it's an arm in arm in every single uh, single nation. And it was a, there was a whole thing to go and spider web its way out around the world to go and yeah. be arm in arm with any type of monarchy or government that's around there. And you can see that even today where, uh, where the Catholic Church is involved. Even in the UN, they have the... the the, the seat uh, that, that is part of the Vatican, because the Vatican is not, uh, Vatican City is not a country, mm. it's an independent on its own, but in the UN, uh, the one, what was that, 189 seats, the, 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 the holy, I think it's the holy seat, or the holy set, or whatever, mm. that's, that's from the, the Vatican, they actually have a vote. Right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, the, yeah I, I, I think, you know, when, when you, when you take, Again, it's all to do with um, conspiracy theories and uh, alternative uh, histories. And, you know, I think a lot of people um, no longer kind of accept that everything that we've been told 
is correct. And, mm -hmm. you know, you have the, I think we may have mentioned before, there are Gospels, there are Gnostic Gospels that didn't end up in the Bible. And this all goes yeah. back to, as you, you guys mentioned, the, the Council of Nicaea, where they decided what would go in mm -hmm. and maybe what would be left out, you know. And I think in, yeah. in 1945, they discovered the Nag Hammadi um, scrolls. And yeah. they were the Gospels of, I think, Philip and Thomas and Mary. Mm -hmm. And they, they didn't make it in, but they were real interpretations of Jesus's time on earth. And yeah. they, you know, suggest, um, which kind of supports what we're doing here in, in a yeah. way. I think the, the implication is that Jesus was married. And mm -hmm. if you remember, even from your, 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 your Christian lessons, if you went through any of those, like mm -hmm. Mary Magdalene was at the foot of the crucifix when Jesus was being cru cru crucified. And right. you know, potentially, why would she be there? You know, and I think she was made a prostitute um, in I think the fourth or fifth century. Um, so that was just to kind of you know one of the popes decided that's what they were going to do. Um, mm -hmm. So anyway, potentially she could have been Jesus's wife, and they ended up um, at least he, um, you know, may have been may may have risen again. Who knows? After three days, I don't know. Yeah if that's possible um but the whole idea is that that mary magdalene uh eventually through going maybe around by egypt and uh, mm -hmm. coming back to the south of france and living out her life there um, see, there see this this goes into a really interesting point there everything that you said there is is really interesting because there is a lot of uh uh difference of points of view and how things like because in ethiopia they believe that they there's uh, the ark of the covenant is very good below this little church that's out there in ethiopia but they keep yeah. that they they have all the books of enoch uh non they call them non-canonical texts right and mm. they're added into their bible and like this is like enoch uh the book of giants uh and then there's uh jubilees uh th there's nine books anyways that are all involved wow. with a different part of stories that are involved that sort of give a counter balance to the part that the roman catholic church wanted to go and put on even though this is a roman catholic church but mm. they they they've added these non-canonical texts into there and then you get into this whole part there with uh, mary magdalene and then you get that with the merovingians and everybody else that uh, there's there's so many other characters that are involved through history because it's all, it's all about control and there's a whole different story about this three thousand pound stone that was blocking the uh the the area where after his body laid on the yeah. cross for three days mm. and and uh it was in there and then an angel of the lord shows up there and just moves this rock over to the side and uh i think it's thomas and um uh i can't remember if it was thomas and something else and sure. then angel says yeah no he's gone he's gone up to heaven he's been removed this gets into this yeah. whole alien thing because there are yeah. angels angels really here earth like earthbound people or are they alien right that's a, you can sort of work that both ways yeah. there right <laughs> yeah. it goes it goes even with elijah and stuff like that going up there in the in a fiery chariot and uh it was elijah no no okay remember anyways uh, but like, there's yeah yeah sorry go ahead yeah no it's just i just find this really interesting because there's a lot of really sort of uh things that you can see in uh in the bible that was written and there's there's been a lot of manipulation in there that's for sure in the stories like I, I and don't get me wrong people that are listening out there 
I says, I, I think the Bible is great. I think religion is great. And if that's what you need to get you through the day, great. And there's a lot of great, there's a lot of sort of hidden meaning, meanings in there too as well. And it, if you would look at that, it, it'd be like, a, well, when you have a serpent and a dragon and a fiery chariot that flies through the sky and stuff like that, well, don't you mean like sort of J.R. Tolkien sort of stuff? Like, mm. <laughs> it's like... Mm. That's true. Yeah. Well, uh, the, the, well, well sorry, Lorley, you go ahead. It, no, all I was going to say, I forget what I, who I was talking to or what I came across. Oh, I know what it was. Mm. I think it, I'm pretty sure it was. I did a show on giants two weeks ago. It was on my own. I had people asking about it. And I actually came across all these interpretations, actually, of what the real meaning of these, all these animals mentioned, especially in Revelations and stuff. So, I, I have to agree. When I first met Dell many years ago, I've known him my whole life, but when we started hanging out as friends, I had said to him, this is years ago, that the Bible, although I think, you know, everything's energy and a lot of people have a lot of good, good positive thoughts and love and what, what have you by the Bible, right? But I had said that that's not the full Bible. There's so many more Bible versions of the Bible out there. And I remember in the beginning, this long before... Dell's done any of the stuff that he's done. You remember him saying, you hate the Bible. I said, I don't hate the Bible. It's just like I said, it's, it's man. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh council Nicaea. There we go. They got to decide. That's right. Yeah. What yeah, goes yeah, in yeah. there and what doesn't. Right. Uh, and one of the things that went in there is that if you're, if your wife commits adultery, you are perfectly uh, legitimately entitled to stone her to death. Yeah. 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 They still well, do that in parts yeah, they of the do world. That. They yeah. still do yeah, that. They do that in the, Middle East, Middle there, East? yeah, that's mm -hmm. yeah, and and yeah. and parts of Africa there too as well. Like they, they they still do uh, mutilations and and this is the part that uh, this way so interesting. I, I was blessed by having uh, my mom and dad that uh, took a, took us uh, me and my brothers on uh, uh, travels to uh, different places in the world. I didn't go didn't go to Africa and stuff like that. My mom's been to Africa. Indies and uh, Mexico and down there and uh, she would go and take us off the tour and uh, we go to go into the area where the people were and go into places and and you got to actually sort of see the real thing not the part that the, mm, the, the, the touring come the yeah, tourists got yeah. to see and uh, yeah. we did that especially when I went to Cuba that was really interesting like me and my brother we got on some mopeds and we went out of the hotel district area and we were just traveling on and i just remember the, the 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 guy says you went down that way that's not safe for you guys <laughs> i was like yeah but yeah. It got, to, it got to see things like was yeah. different Off and, the track. right and then and i think that's important for people to do and and i, I really find this uh, i've mentioned this to laura lee many times here is that people that don't leave their backyard or don't leave their little town and never yeah. gone out there and they yeah. go and uh, give information on stuff and how the rest of the people should live. Don't don't listen to those people until you've gone no. down the road, right? <laughs> that's, yeah. that's where you yeah yeah you find out things. And this that like even when I was a prospector, I I would go and talk to people. My boss got me into doing this. Uh, Big yeah. Jim, who, who shows up on here, is talking to people in in areas about what's the stories of this area, yeah. and you find out so many interesting Absolutely. things. And that's yeah. that's. 
I, I love that. That's that's the uh, part of the whole reason why I started this show there, the delicious recipe, is just to find things and just throw it all in the pot. And it's well, like, well, yeah, yeah. When you say when you talk about that uh, sort of um, you know angle on stuff as well, I mean, you know, I've come on originally to to talk about a book that I've written, which we won't talk about today. But one of the reasons I thought we you were going to bring them up, I'll throw them in there all <laughs> no, over Cromwell. <laughs> no, I, it's fine. <laughs> um, but, you know, one of the main reasons I brought this up is because that's what I did, Del. I went to the south of France on numerous occasions and I went off the beaten track and I looked underneath all the, the rocks and I talked to people who um, weren't necessarily in the main tourist areas. And you, you discover all this whole wealth of information. You know, yep. and that's how you just, you know, you, you um, develop it. Sorry. Oh, I was, no, go ahead, Tom. All I was going to say, though, is, okay, so this has been around for a while, obviously, this story. And then it got very popular when the books came out by Dan Brown. But then, like you said yourself, you were very much into it. And again, we'll remind people we're not experts. We're talking about what we're finding through research and by having discussions with various people and what have you. You've been to some of these places. We're talking about lucky guy. Well, no, but I'm not done. I'm there. not done. I just stop, wanted to say, stop saying we're not experts. We are expert researchers or virulent or virulent. Uh, I'm bringing this up because Tom <laughs> wanted to make that clear. He feels more comfortable with people recognizing that we're not, you know, we wouldn't call ourselves experts, but we are doing right. the research and we're not just talking off our head. We have done the research. Now I'm forgetting what I was going to say. Oh, the Da Vinci Code. Okay. Yeah. So the thing is, right, like you said, you were really into this 10 plus years ago around that time period. Mm -hmm. But what's interesting, and I, I've, I'm going to put it out there, conspiracy theory, all the stuff that you had and the information is now gone. It's disappeared. We can't find it. So to yeah. me, there has to be some sort of truth to it. Yeah, there has to be. That, absolutely. That's that's one of the things that really strikes home is that, you know, when we went to find um, this documentary called Bloodline, um, which uh, goes through blow by blow what the whole Renlis Chateau thing is about. And, you know, you, you realize that even in that, there's kind of shady things that go on where they're... Mm -hmm meeting at night because there are people following them and is there somebody really targeting them and mm -hmm. um, you know and then the thing disappears from the internet virtually yeah and the guy's website his name is ben hamish it's well known it's out there um his anagram right of his real uh, yes the two man, two man that's correct mm -hmm. yeah 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 there's a lot of that kind of stuff going on and um his uh, very detailed website where he had a, a vast amount of information about all of this is gone uh, he now is uh, you know portrayed on online as an author and his life as the tomb man is over um, but during that time uh, he discovered a lot of things because he got under the you know we talked we talked about the parchments that were found and the messages that were in the parchments and the link to the priory of Sion who um, are effectively the the keepers of the secret uh you know and there have been fairly significant luminaries throughout the years who have been the grandmasters of the priory of Sion, including um leonardo da vinci, da vinci um, victor hugo and uh, claude debussy and uh, isaac newton there are these well these are alleged to be grandmasters and all through the years uh, right up until until um the 19 I think 1990s when the last 
known uh, Grandmaster uh, Pierre Plantard uh, died. He died, I think, in, in the year 2000. Um, but that's that's an area that I'd like to discuss, if that's okay with you guys. I don't know what you've okay. done. Yeah, because I want to yeah. know what happened after him. If you've got anything you've come across, okay. Tom, or whatever, yeah. Yeah. Now, the uh, thing is, though, okay, this is a part of there. Okay, so for people that are listening out there, this is um, a secret sort of uh, society that is supposed to be holding a secret. And the secret that we do not know, but people speculate it might be whatever the secret is going to be, and it's held there. We Do we know who the new uh, master, grandmaster is right now? Since No, uh, I, I, I think in the movie, um, just talk about Pierre Plantard just for a quick second, if that's okay, yeah. just to bring us right up to date, because we've gone through the historic characters who are allegedly grandmasters. But when Pierre Plantard um, became, you know, it came into the public domain, um, this was all to do with the Renless Chateau documents. And it was all to do with the books that were written and the accursed treasure of Renless Chateau, that particular book and the documents that came. So when those documents were um, investigated and they were found to be in the, the National Library in Paris, um, the, the deposit date for those documents was 1956. Mm -hmm. Now, they're purported to be a lot older than that. Um, so there, straight away, there's doubt over the authenticity of how old are these documents because mm -hmm. they're supposed to have been at least medieval and there are lots at of least. messages in them and that they're very, very, um, you know, there, there are angles and we have had this conversation before, but they're intriguing. They're not just documents with, with letters, yeah. they're documents with messages um, and very significant, very cleverly put together documents. Okay, but, no, no. Why, 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 why yeah. would a part? Why would a part there? Because we mentioned this in the last episode or the last show in there about why France. Well, you had Germany with Hitler. You had Mussolini in Italy and France that also sort of was sort of buddied up to all them. But why would people uh, like uh, Templars and uh, Opus Dei and all these people go to France? Was it and because you have that whole water into wine thing, and it, and then you have. <laughs> France is a big, huge uh, wine thing, and uh, like, why, why, why France? Was, was there a significance to why that area was so important that everybody would sort of go there? Yeah, well, there's a few levels um, of of answers to that question, Dale, and and I think we've mentioned before that Punch's pilot ended up in in the south of France. That's that's fairly well documented, and um, the same guy who sentenced Jesus to death. But there, there was also a a Jewish community or a Ju Judea, uh, you know, community in the south of France at that time. So, and it was, it was okay. The Mediterranean is, is linked with the Holy Land. So it was easy enough for them to traverse the ocean and to end up in the south of France. The climate down there is kind of similar. Um, but also there are um, significant, there, the Templars did build castles in the south of France. We know that for sure. Um, and when you talk about the Inquisitions and the Crusades, sure, there were Crusades to the Holy Land, but there were also Crusades to the south of France, um, which happened around the 13th century uh, when, when Pope Innocent III uh, ordered his Crusaders to go down. And very, it was basically a land grab to take all the, the land from the Cathars. Um, so so there's, there's good reasons. And, and just as well as that, there are also... Um, there's a legacy maybe of, of uh, hidden geometry in the landscape. 
that okay. reflects the sky and planets and and stuff so there's again there's a lot of levels as to why um it would be france so you know that's that's um it has intrigued historians for years uh, and the the best thing you can do is go because when you go there you just be blown away with the yeah. whole place and you know everything um, right. yeah so so that you know uh, the, the whole the whole idea of plantard being um, a charlatan is uh, also out there and that's significant because he before he died uh, he confessed um, much like uh, Ben Hammett also confessed that his documentary was a hoax, Pierre Plantard uh, confessed that uh, the documents were a hoax, the documents that Sanier allegedly found, and that um, everything that he had said about the Priory of Sion, he, him being Grandmaster included, was not true. Um, and uh, again, that just leaves it more intriguing. Really, yeah, but that way. could make sense, right? Because okay, yeah. so we got Ben Hammett, who's still alive as as it sounds yes, right now. Yes. Okay, but this gentleman Plantar is on his deathbed. He has yeah. nothing to gain by not speaking the truth, right? Now, working with many people in the terminal stages of illness. Most people have a come to Jesus moment where if they've got something on their chest or a secret they've carried their whole lives, they're mm. going to confess it. So you mm. see what I mean? So it almost yeah. holds more water for me that what Plantar was talking about, he was that, you know, he was a fake. I could I could see that. But, but um, I could also see the part that he was so dedicated to it all that he was trying to throw people off the scent. True. I yeah. never yeah. thought of that. <laughs> I never thought yeah, of that's, that's really so true. Yeah. Yeah. Really smart. There is. There is, yeah. And that, wow, and again, Del. Yeah. Wow. I see never thought married, of that. You married I a very clever it. individual. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. People <laughs> always uh, confess the truth on their deathbed, and he's like, a lot I'm of throw people, people do. Off the scent. Uh, yeah, exactly. No, a lot of people do. I can tell you yeah. from working with people and i've heard all kinds of things from people that they did in their yeah. lifetimes that was a complete secret like like we're talking some pretty bad things that yeah, they probably yeah, would have went yeah. to jail for but what are you going to do they're going to be dead in a couple of days anyway so what are you going to do come arrest them well again but, it, exactly yeah but it's all it's all part of the that intrigue makes of the story that makes sense okay yeah, sorry yeah, go yeah. ahead i'm excited no, about that i never even thought that yeah <laughs> yeah it's fine mm -hmm. um but the, the the so the whole notion so the as far as we're aware i'm certainly aware at the moment there is no um public um knowledge of who the current grandmaster of the priory of scion is but during the um filming of the documentary bloodline and um, there was a gentleman by the name of nick hayward who um could speak was priory. that the creepy guy that was i couldn't he remember was. his name <laughs> del and i were like oh this guy's yeah, creepy. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we watched it there and it's like oh yeah it's like yeah yeah this is uh he is creepy but well, he, he was he was he was super confident uh, yeah. and you know you wouldn't expect somebody kind of you know that normal maybe to represent the priory of scion they've got to have some sort of quirk and yeah. creepy could be his quirk <laughs> i know what I, you're saying yeah, well, confident, this, but throw you off too if you got a yeah. good actor, right? Well, this yeah. this is the part that I, I find interesting, and it's sort of been depicted, I guess, in uh, in movies like uh, with uh, what's that one there that uh, he deals uh, the one one we love there, uh, Lord there uh, uh, with uh, Ken, is it with Keanu Reeves or no, where he's, he goes in. No, no, not Matrix is one, but no, the other John Wick. 
John Wick, yeah. Oh, John yeah, Wick. John Wick. The yeah. Assassin's yeah. Guild. And they, they actually sort of touch on parts of this into there with mm -hmm. uh, Priory of Zion and stuff like that. And uh, yeah. uh, Eastern uh, European, uh, no, not European, uh, Middle Eastern. Uh, yeah, Middle Eastern. Secret, secret uh, cult things, the, the Murderer's Guild or the Assassin's, Assassin's Guild. Assassin's Guild, okay. yeah. yeah. And, yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. And they have certain symbols and they pass gold coins over with certain coins that are, and there's certain rules that you can do. And this is sort of funny is that I, I was sort of talking about this at uh, work the other day about this says, do you understand that there's secret organizations out there that says, oh, that's all just Hollywood. Oh, no. I go, no, no, it, there, there actually is. Things <laughs> yeah, that there are, is, yeah. Out there. Well, the Masons, and, the Masons for one, you know. Well, Freemasons, is it, well, they've, they've yeah. sort of really been publicized on that, but there is other secret guilds, secret organizations, and there's stuff that's hidden in, paintings and pictures da vinci was a big one of that yeah, but he hid, yeah, hid yeah. secret messages in his paintings and i actually was watching a documentary uh just before we went live here and uh uh scholars and uh artists uh art uh, uh i guess uh experts experts in that are going through that and they're still finding more and more hidden, hidden things messages yeah in da vinci's paintings yeah, and in, yeah. and even in his writings out of his books and journals, when they're lining up things and they're going, oh, why would he put it like that? Well, because that's right, he, that's right. He yeah. was sort of yeah. uh, done there. This this is the whole part. There are people that are out there listening. Part of the Da Vinci Code and part of uh, the whole thing that they were talking about Jesus. We're talking about Da Vinci. We're I want to hear what else Tom Scott. He's got a bunch of notes there. I know he does. Yeah, I do. I do have notes. Okay, so, yeah. so can continue on there, Tom. Yeah, so um, uh, Nick Hayward, anyway, is the guy who was in, in the, the Bloodline documentary. <laughs> I hope he's not going to watch this, Laura Lee. Cause... <laughs> I say that most lovingly. Yes, of course you do, yeah. yeah. Um, but he, he didn't uh, suggest that he was a member. He just suggested that he could talk for the, for the, for mm -hmm. the organization. So, uh -huh. it, you know, with the 21st century being as it is, I have absolutely no doubt that there's a, an organization out there called the Priory of Scion. I, I don't agree. know yeah, if it's whether it's, it's, you know, that we fully understand uh, or we can apply what we know about the past um, that we've spoken about earlier, you know, that we can necessarily apply it to the, to the current version. Um, but that's, you know, what, what uh, it, it, and they are also keeping the secret. But it, it, as the years go on, it's more difficult because the whole idea was to, to was to, you know, it was basically... So, so the bloodline of Jesus would be the legitimate, um, you know, link with the, with Christianity, and uh, that would completely undermine uh, the current uh, model that claims Absolutely. to be, be the link with Christianity. So that would be popes and the whole legacy of the church. So it is explosive and it is absolutely massive uh, in terms of its potential. Um, but what does what does you know today? What what does all of this mean? We're having a conversation about it today. We're mm -hmm. almost up to date. I can't you know really bring you any further um, because it gets very ambiguous now. It gets very um, difficult to interpret because those people who are to the front and center are are either dead or are no longer saying what they said before. So when you get too close to maybe the secret or whatever it is, you end up not being interested in talking about it anymore so i i think that's essentially where we are 
Um, and I, I, you know, I'd love to know where it goes from here, if you know mm -hmm. what I mean. Well, there, there was a part, and this is what I, uh, I was sort of taught or, or learned in, in when uh, after the resurrection of uh, Jesus Christ, after he was crucified, is that he would return. And then it was sort of uh, put out that it would be 2,000 years, right? So, mm. and uh, that and that's where the book of Revelations comes in with the whole part of, uh, if people are familiar with the book of Revelations, that's where uh, the uh, the beast and the devil, the fake, the fake god comes in, rules the earth, the east, west, north, south, the, the eagle, the bear, the uh, tiger, the lion, or whatever, comes in yeah. there. And that's the part of end of days where uh, humanity sort of gets uh, sort of uh, uh, halted and restart. And don't uh, people out there listening? Don't call me. I'm just I'm just, I'm just remembering things or whatever. I haven't uh, gone through this as uh, as much as I did there 25 years ago. But it's uh, the whole part about you get the Antichrist, the devil comes. There's a rain and stuff like that. But this yeah, whole part Armageddon. about yeah Armageddon, the end. That's the whole book of Revelations. Out there, read the mm -hmm. book of Revelations, and it's very cryptic. And it's very it's like, uh, Da Vinci. But you know what I cryptic. feel? I yeah. feel with this, like, okay, yeah. so we're looking at the book of Revelations. We're getting people trying to put the pieces together here, right? But if you look at the real meaning of the word apocalypse, though, it means to reveal which was once hidden. Truth mm -hmm. is coming out daily about so many things that have been hidden below the surface in every aspect, whether it's Hollywood, whether it's in medicine, whether it's in politics, you name it. Okay. It's starting to be revealed. Even just people to, in their personal just, lives. Just even, uh, just even ancient cities, like the pyramids and the I places in, uh, yeah. Okay. Go ahead there, Laura. No, I'm um, just well, saying All there. I wanted, wanted to add was that I really feel that depending on how deep somebody wants to dig, and that includes a healthy dose of courage, I would believe, because of what you've said, Tom, I have to agree with you that when people get too close, they no longer are interested in speaking with mm -hmm. it. I think the clues are there. I really do. Like it took, I always forget his name. Who's the gentleman, the older gentleman in Bloodlines, and he's very involved. He wrote the first book about the division. So Henry Lincoln? Thank you. Because yeah. uh, somebody I was talking to that I mentioned before the show, I won't say anything on air about it, but that's what they kept bringing his name up. Read his book. I yeah. think if we were really interested, I think the clues are there. It's just, I think for whatever reason, it's been well hidden. Now there's a lot of talk and it's just conspiracy theory about say what's going on in the Vatican, what's been mm. discovered in the vaults down below, depending on, what camp people follow i don't yeah. i'm not saying that it has been done i don't have enough proof and i think dell's made more of a skeptic out of me which i agree not so much <laughs> a skeptic and it's not his fault i appreciate that he's given me that perspective with the fact yeah. that we need to stand back and take a look and just yeah. well, watch that, that's it that's even that thing there like you you're mentioning all this part part about uh hidden history and uh, i just remember the part about the message of fatima Right, that was given, and I'm not yeah. sure if you that if you know that you know this one I there. That was Fatima, the, the third yeah. secret of Fatima. Is that, is that what it is? There's first mm -hmm. and second, which I which well, I can't remember, but I know there's a third one. But it's so horrible revealed. that we can't yeah. find out about it. Basically, but for some reason that uh, the Vatican uh, cannot release this message because uh, whatever it is, and uh, 
Okay. Then there was a, the, I think it was in the third message, there were a whole bunch of people in, I believe it's uh, South America there. They just stood there for like uh, a whole day and watched as this figure was or ship or something. It took they her a whole day to tell the message? <laughs> no, no, no. They, no, a bunch of people witnessed an okay. object uh, in the sky. As and... the Twilight Zone starts playing, and how did this podcast start? <laughs> yeah, but no, but there, no, there's but I a think, lot of yeah, I think. Sorry, Dan. I think I think that like when you when you take the whole structure of what we're talking about here, and and we're talking about you know a secret and a history and people who have who have been very clever and have written books and stuff. Yeah, I think essentially what we're saying is that that this is all plausible. That yeah, there's a possibility, sure. yeah. yeah, and that despite the fact that sometimes you go down a cul-de-sac and you know somebody might say or you might read or you might see that the, well, there's no evidence for you know maybe the existence of the Priory of Sion. There's no evidence yeah. for the the bloodline going back through the Merovingian kings and mm -hmm. you know, back to Sarah and James, who right. were Jesus's children. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, but but it's still there's enough doubt in all of those cul-de-sacs to leave room for suspicion of right. the fact that this could actually be true. Um, of course, it, again, as the world develops and as religion, you know, starts to take more of a back seat in people's yeah. lives with respect to anybody who's listening now, it is a fact I've mentioned before that a lot of the European countries, you know, are, are going to, they're going to be atheists, you know, soon enough the way things are going. So yeah. it's it, it's not going to be as dominant a or, you know, as, as epic or as, you know, a huge an issue um, mm -hmm. maybe as, as, as it once was. But that's that said, uh, you know, it, it, we, we will end up going around in circles if we you we three you know, keep, keep pushing this, you know, we might start getting letters in the post or we might start, you know, getting people saying, look, you can't talk about that anymore. You know, sure, bring possible. it on. Bring it bring on. It on. That's <laughs> how I feel. Bring it on. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But there's, there's, there's a lot of stuff online about this and there are people who go through, you know, the Saunier's church and all the, mm -hmm. the clues that are in there. I was just thinking about that. I want to know there's like right there with that church. Okay. You've got a demon at the front door. Yeah. You've got the, the stations of the cross backwards. And then I forget what I was looking at certain pieces of the pictures for the stations of the cross. There's all kinds of things in there. Well, like, Jesus, it's like Jesus has been, yeah, he's been, that's right. Uh, Jesus has been carried out, carried out of his tomb dead um right. at, at night uh, by by people yes. and i think yes, we kind of yeah we know that he's supposed to have risen from the dead and nobody was around you know yeah. so why would why would he depict that you know um, it looks like it's a map there like it's all yeah. there and then you're going to yeah. get somebody brilliant like lincoln wasn't it lincoln that saw in the yeah. document scion you're yeah. going to get somebody stepping back thinking not not like outside the box like there is no box and yeah. and i think it's meant to be followed counterclockwise instead of the way it's been set up and i think yeah. each each station needs to be examined and i think that's just a starting piece but i think that it's possible to find out what this is like because there's so much there there's so much history there's so much and i keep really feeling call it a gut feeling like this is all intermingled with what we've been going through in the last couple of years globally i really do 
Absolutely. Well, and we won't, we, sorry, Joe, go ahead. Do you want to yeah, say cool. something? No, I was going to say is that uh, it's sort of inter what, what Laura Lee was just saying there is that uh, how things are intermingled and stuff like that until somebody can understand whatever this code is. I, I think there's might be a couple of different factions that are involved here <laughs> and people are using like adding this code to this one or this symbol, like, you know, that little uh, fish sign that's there that the uh, Christians use yeah. yes. and and they're putting that with this one that the uh, rose of Christians you know it says these don't go together but you're sort of you're it's like you're speaking French Italian and English and uh, Portuguese yeah. all at the same time and you're trying to add these all three together and it's not making any sense I think there has to be an untanglement and well uh, that's correct there's so again again there's so much involved in this you know we spoke before in the, in the previous episodes about you know the church the church the rent Ren le chateau the priests the money where did that come from you know he ended up not having money was that because um you know he 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 ran out did somebody uh, withdraw his source of finance you know there, there's so much in there the the fact that um they, they, they have so much detail from, uh, you know, from medieval times, even like there's a village in the south of France, for instance, that because of the inquisitions, because they took place in the what they what's called the Albigensian crusade when they went down and, and, and tried to convert them all and, and kill them instead. Like there's so much detail uh, about that time because the inquisitions wrote everything down. Like there's a village in the south of France in this area. It's called Montalieu. And in that village, we know so much about how the peasants lived um, because it's all written down. But all of this is, is connected because the suggestion is as well that when the Cathars made their last stand on um, another mountain called Mont Segur, uh, before they gave themselves up, there was a contingent of them, maybe two or three guys, who scaled down the, I don't know if we spoke about this, but they scaled down the other side of the mountain and the day before they gave themselves up and they allegedly had uh, a treasure that uh, could also be part of this whole thing. Whether or not it was the scrolls, whether it was um, what people understand to be the Holy Grail, um, you know, whatever it was, it was, it, was it a descendant of Dagobert who was a Merovingian king? Is the blood, is the Holy Grail, the, the you know, living blood in somebody or is it a vessel? You know, you have the Da Vinci Code. Sorry, I'm rambling now, but you know, you have the Da Vinci Code, the V, where you know Jesus is leaning this way and Mary Magdalene is leading that, leading that way, and you've got the vessel um, yeah. to mm -hmm. symbolize the lady exactly, um, maybe the womb or the, the the fact that the lady is the vessel. You know, what what was that? Was it was it somebody or was it something? They've never found that thing, and maybe they were looking for the for the wrong thing all the time. Maybe it's. So all of all, so as you say, it's so complicated. That's why you know, Laura Lee, there, there, there are so many people who have written books on all of this, and yet um, it still isn't really solved. You know. Mm -hmm. But are any of these mysteries, when you think about it, like for example, I have run into so many people who are claimed to be a Freemason and you guys are full of it. Nothing really goes on there. But then when you dig deeper, as I understand it, you have to be 33 and one third degree or higher before you start really getting into a lot of the secrets of Freemasonry, right? Okay. But to me, when you look at all of this stuff coming back from centuries ago, 
All mm. of these societies have symbols. And Del, I'm going to build a little bit off of what you were talking about. Now, yeah. I forget what the name of this thing is. It was written, it was brought into the Da Vinci Code. It was like with all the letters that you had to turn and it was like, oh, yeah. Do you I remember what thing. that was yeah. called? Yes, I, I can't no. remember. Yeah, that, that, that was the codex. Uh, yeah, uh, it was like codex, a codex. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. that's almost yeah. what I feel. Like, I think you you built, you hit the nail on the head here, Del, with something that it almost seems like you may have to bring in some of the symbols or overlay them or something. Like, I think they're, I think it's all there. It's just how deep you want to go and mm. how far but i still think it's interesting to look at all these like the priory of Sion, like why you know really because some people we talked we did an overlay on i would love to go a little bit deeper as long as you're good with that tom in the future because sure. and look yeah. at some of these because i think they're really connected what do you guys think well no well, it's going to be interesting is that we got october coming up which is going to be halloween month there for the station <laughs> So if we can get into the the evil parts of uh, this story, that would be good to do for one of those ones there. But I also want to put a part there that uh, people always uh, put out uh, Tesla as he was uh, an old kook. But he said the mysteries of the of the universe are solved by three, six and nine. And uh, that uh, frequency, uh, magnitude and uh, whatever else it was there. You, you can look up the yeah, you can look up the thing there, but three, six and nine. Those are things that also that these other uh, well religions all go off of. They got the Trinity, which is a three, right? Mm -hmm. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and you have the same thing there with uh, when you go in Eastern Eastern Indian cult uh, cultures and stuff like that. Three, six, and nine. Uh, there's a whole part about that, and that's and that's uh, I just I find that so interesting. Like you got. You have a pyramid, but everything has uh, four sides. But no, it actually has five, and then yeah. it's actually it's in actually in, no, it has nine because. Yeah. Well, let's hear what Tom thinks about that. I want to hear what you think, Tom. Like, do you think they all can interconnect, or what's your thought? Oh, I, no question about that. Yeah, I think everything interconnects, and I think the problem is that the you know that it's it's just I don't know whether it's deliberately um, scattered, and it's very hard for anybody who's coming into this to actually link everything and join the dots that that is is it particularly that way so you know because you, you you can go down so many different roads on this um but fundamentally if you keep your 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 train of thought and i know there are people out there who may even be more tuned into all of this than 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 i am but i just know that that um you know the books that have been written it's just such a pity that these guys no longer stand over some of the things they said and that's, you know, for even even there's a book, I think we mentioned the Tomb of God. That was another yeah. book by other people who came after Lincoln and they realized, um, you know, that that uh, the south of France was incredibly significant. They did a lot of work um, and that the problem is they didn't find the tomb. They identified, I think, Mount Cardew in, in that area as being right. where, you know, the, the tomb of Jesus is is um, located. Um, yeah. But, you know, this is this is the frustrating part of all this. I said, look, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. That's right. That comes into a, a whole bunch of interesting things. As we're almost going to wrap up here, there is that uh, our Earth is tilted uh, 23.6 uh, degrees off and they found a heat impact crater in Greenland. And then when you go, you put the Earth back onto its regular axis going up. 
uh, significant lines uh, show up across the earth yeah. to go in parallel lines. Yeah. And uh, these all these structures that were there, yeah. uh, temples right. and stuff like that, they all yep. line up horizontally. There's so many rabbit holes you can go down through this. There's <laughs> too much to be to be coincidence, Del. That's the whole thing. Do you know what I mean? Right. There's far too much in this for it to be just, just uh, right. you know, what, what, what's going on. Right, and then the, the the tombs of giants that they found, where the bones are, they come up and go like crosses and stuff like that. Once you straighten the earth up, that it's not wobbling on its axis. There, there's yeah. so much stuff and so much fun stuff to go through. Tom, I really appreciate being here. You're going to be coming on Laura Lee's show there, uh, and we're going to do this uh, more uh, two hours and go on. Two hours worth on Laura Lee's show. That's on a Monday. Okay, Laura Lee, tell them uh, where we can find you. You guys can find me on Monday nights here on United Public Radio Network from 6 to 8 p.m. Stock Dog, Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> and um, I'm having Carmen uh, Turner shot back on, the astrologist. But interestingly enough, we're going to be talking about symbols and all a whole bunch of stuff, Tom, because like I say, I seem to be running into a lot of guests that sort of compliment or people that know mm. about this stuff. I'm hoping I'm going to really add this out there quickly with listeners. If you guys have got some interest, maybe you've got some knowledge, maybe you've come across something. We'd love to hear about it. I know I would. So feel free to get a hold of me on facebook.com forward slash the angel rock. Um, or yeah, feel free to message me if you found a source or a site. I don't want to talk too long. Sorry. Thanks for having me guys. I love doing this type of stuff and always a pleasure. And Tom, uh, we can talk about uh, talk about your book, Oliver Cromwell. Which is, <laughs> this, this, this is how we, this is how we got started. Yeah, and, that's all old news. That's fine. I'm brilliant. Well, the no, book's brilliant. Old, Let's it's just not old news. <laughs> I'm brilliant. The it's book's a, it's brilliant. A, I agree. It's an awesome read. It's an awesome read. <laughs> Thanks, Del. Appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you very much. Where can they find you, Tom? If people so want Facebook to... is, is is the best place to get me. I, mm -hmm. I I haven't got to the stage where I need a website yet. Um, I'm still working very hard in my day job, and yes. uh, I well everybody is. I'm sure you guys are too. Mm -hmm. But it, it's 110 mile an hour with me. So um, Facebook is the easiest place to get me. Okay. Awesome. That's that's good. And uh, this is the delicious recipe. I'm the Dell, and I'm on here Thursdays at 7 p.m. And I really appreciate. Uh, my other half, Laura Lee, joining me in there. And you can see those uh, past shows that are on here. And I appreciate Tom Riley all the way from Ireland. Yeah. And it's Canada late Ireland. over there. I, out, of, out of New Orleans. You see how we're doing this? All around the world. <laughs> we're, we're, we're bouncing everywhere. So uh, please uh, check us out and uh, tune back in there next Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.